People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Wrestling fans, welcome back to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am your host, Joe. I'm here with my brother from another, Matt. What's going on? What's going on? And uh, we are here in the midst of some brutally cold winter weather in the negatives. It is the, uh, it is the kind of cold... That uh, that hurts, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, apparently it's only going to get worse. <clears throat> yeah, we got a we got a day where the high and the temperatures are negative eleven. Negative. Today we were colder than fucking Alaska. Can you believe that? Alaska had a forty saying? a forty one degree day, and here we are in the negatives. I think it was negative five. Was the high for today? Really fucking nice. Thank you, Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) As always, we have wrestling on in the background, and that is the reason I bring up the weather, is because possibly the weather has something to do with what's going on on the television, and we are having technical difficulties. So as of right now, we were watching uh, Road to the G1 Supercard, Ring of Honor, of course, on the Honor Club. Um... For more information on that, you can always check out 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash honor club. That's all one word. Um, excellent service. Just, uh, I think the weather's fucking yeah. with us. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> um, you and I, before we started recording, we were having quite the fun conversation. I would like to revisit that for a second while we get... Uh, squared away here on the television and, and uh, talk about regular wrestling stuff. But Okay. Um, obviously, we've both been wrestling fans for a very long time, and we were sharing stories about wrestling, like play wrestling, okay. with, with siblings or friends or what have you. Yeah. Um, what, would be, what would be the worst, like the worst time you got hurt? Like, what was the worst injury you you had play wrestling? Oh, man. Uh, I busted the back of my head wide open. Well, not wide open. I mean, I I avoided stitches. I I probably needed them, but uh, (laughs) I avoided stitches. So uh, I'll paint the picture here. Back when I was a kid in 1998, not the beat at my, my, my childhood, but we, we, we grew up kind of poor, and uh, long story short, we, we all had to crash, I come from a big family, there's, there's six of us total, we all had to, uh, we had to stay at my, my grandma's house, who lives in a, uh, in a two-bedroom co-op, so not a, not a very big, uh, big place, so we had this rollout bed, kind of similar, you would get like at a hotel, sure, or sure. something like that. Uh, very like old school, like you know, springs and all that, all that stuff. Yeah. And there was a there was a bunk bed, 
uh, in, in this room. There's a lot of beds in this room. There's a, the bunk beds, the rollaway spring bed, and then there's another, um, another like I think full size bed in there. Okay. That, uh, I, I looking back at it now, I have no idea how the hell we 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 had all those beds <laughs> in one room. <laughs> but um, so we like to. Uh, I mean, I was a huge wrestling fan. My brother at the time was a big time wrestling fan too. You know, huge NWO fan. Uh, I bring that up because I hope you guys are enjoying episode 48. Uh, Absolutely. A special fan requested episode. I had so much fun doing that show. It was awesome. Um, so we would do, uh, we would, I would, I would do, not we, this is we. <laughs> I would do, I would do bumps off of, uh, off the bunk bed because I was the smallest. I was like eight years old at the time. Okay. Onto the, the rollaway bed. And I did a, uh, a Swanton Bomb, or we call it just a Swanton Splash at the time, because Jeff Hardy wasn't really that big yet. Mm-hmm. And I flipped, flipped over, and where I hit, the spring, uh, the bed folded. Oh, okay. And it folded so, so hard and so fast, and keep in mind, I'm so little, that the... Back the back springs hit my head so hard, and the and the springs itself were just the, the right enough like hardness and uh, with enough force that it cut the back of my head like split it wide open. Oh my god! And <laughs> it was it was one of those things where like I, I should have gotten it taken care of, but I didn't because nobody wanted to get in trouble oh, because you're not supposed to be doing yeah, this at grandma's house. Be doing this. Oh shit. <laughs> So that that was probably my worst injury. Um, I had been knocked on un, like unconscious. Um, <laughs> I, I know my youngest sister listens to the show. Uh, yeah, you did. You did knock me out. Okay, so admit <laughs> to it. Uh, she completely Randy Orton punted me in the head, and I was I was it was only thirty seconds, but you know. <laughs> think of like uh, you know, those old cartoons where you get like the the stars and everything spinning around. That's what happened. Like that's <laughs> that's what I saw. And I just <laughs> no idea where I'm at. I just all I know is that like I feel super lightheaded and I wanted to close my eyes and <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh my god! But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, besides that, I, you know, I mean, never, never tore any muscles or broke any bones, thankfully, knock on wood, but, uh, I've had, I've been in submissions where my, you know, my arm was definitely hurting for the rest of the day, so it was definitely tweaked, but the most serious injury was definitely the, uh, the busted open head. Wow. At eight years old, too. Oh, man. I was a trooper. I kept it a secret. Wore a lot of hats. (laughs) Wore a lot of hats. I was a hat guy. (laughs) Um, I was telling Matt a story. There was a when I was little, we lived on Twenty um, Third Street in my neighborhood, and we had this small patch of grass for the front lawn because it was an apartment building, and it it resembled a wrestling ring. There was no ropes around it or anything, but we imagined there were ropes. Yeah. And so, like for tag matches and stuff, you'd have a guy stand on the concrete around it so you know side like a little sidewalk or, side, or you know walkway and I think 
I think probably the worst I ever got hurt was we had a we had a tag match going on. It was me and my buddy Will against um, his. I think it's his cousin, his cousin or his nephew Victor, and uh, my cousin Jason, and <laughs> they're much smaller than we are and also younger. But they decided they want to tag team against us, so we um, we're. We're battling back and forth, and in one of the corners of the grass, there is a street lamp, a street light. And my cousin Jason, I'm trying to catch him around the the street light, and he ends up faking me out so bad, and I'm so uh, hell-bent on trying to grab him, that I forget that the street lamp is there, and I run flat into it, head first, and I knock myself out for about two minutes. And when I when That's I rough. come yeah when I come to they were all fucking freaking out because again it's something that we shouldn't be doing anyway. <laughs> and apparently they were there for the whole two minutes like, Wake up, wake up, come on, wake up, wake up. Yeah. Um I guess they thought I was dead for a second there and what have you, but being little kids, but uh yeah, I'm I'm six foot eight. I've always been a big kid, no yeah. matter what. Like I've always been bigger, taller than everybody else. So, if you can imagine that, but <laughs> that was probably the worst that I ever got hurt. I've also hurt myself. I can't believe I forgot this one. I told you this one earlier. Uh, watching wrestling in my room, wrestling my pillow. Right. We've all done that. At least, yeah. I, at least yep. I think we have. Yeah, I've wrestled pillows. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I've learned to do a pretty sweet jackknife powerbomb because of the pillow. <laughs> but I just remember doing a superplex off my bed, and I had a small room, so things can easily get in, in the way. And there was a chair that was, I didn't know it was there. I didn't know it was in my way, and I did the superplex, getting ready to just you know take the bump on the floor, but that'd be it. Yeah. And lo and behold, there's a chair in my way and I land spine first just on the chair <laughs> and <laughs> oh, try to explain to your mom why a little me being a little kid and I'm in elementary school and I threw my back out because <laughs> my mom's the type of person <laughs> that if I told her oh I was wrestling well guess what I, Matt wasn't going to be able to do anymore watch wrestling I couldn't watch wrestling anymore oh, that'd be the worst so I had to I had to make up a lie you know like the Grinch thought of a quick and <laughs> and uh, yeah I, I made up some stupid lie I don't remember exactly what it was but I threw it out in gym class and again I'm a little kid like I'm younger than what I was when I split my head open and I'm threw my back out so uh when they say don't try this at home they i guess they really mean it so <laughs> for me i mean a lot of that was before the whole don't try this at oh home yeah stuff, so yeah we never got that <laughs> we thought they were fully condoning it yeah yep i was telling mad that we were taking part in a tag match with the same four participants as earlier and uh my cousin Jason, there was some commotion going on down the like down our street. At the same time, he got elevated into the air by me and my buddy Will, uh, almost a la Dirty Dancing, like Jennifer. What's her name, Jennifer? 
Oh, I just know she's baby. Baby, yeah. So yeah. when Patrick Swayze lifts her up in the air for that dance move, that's kind of essentially what we did, but there's two of us there. Yeah. But we heard all this commotion down the street and got sidetracked, and we just let him fall flat onto the hard-ass concrete slash um, ghetto ground there. And, man, <laughs> he was he got fucked up. He had his <laughs> shit busted. I know he had a busted lip for sure. I thought we had broken his nose. Yeah. There was there was a decent amount of blood. Right. Oh man. I've, good good times. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, as I got older, I I you know we would, you know again you know you live you live wherever we lived at you'd see like junk, lying around. So it's like oh old table like let's put each other through tables. Oh man, you see know, I never I've got done, that way with us. I've done that. I've been power bombed. I've been choke slammed through tables. Uh, we've done because I've always. I'm not necessarily. I'm average sized guy, but I've always. I don't know what it is. Where my brother was bigger, you know. I've I have taller friends, so I was always like the guy. Like, and I. I mean, it wasn't like they forced me to do it. It was like, hey, like you want to do this? Like, yeah, choke slam. I'm a stupid kid, you know. Like, let's <laughs> let's do it. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I I I never partake in any like recreational drugs or anything like that. This was my thing. <laughs> So back the hell, the hell off me. <laughs> oh but chairs, we've done the done the chairs. But that was about as extreme as it got. And again, it was it was like do it one time, and I was like, oh shit, that hurts. Like don't do well, that. And you know what? See, growing up too, like we never there was there was rarely any of that in the wrestling that we watched. Like I right growing up, I watched more than the. More than the WWF, right. I would watch World Class Championship Wrestling. I would watch AWA, um, and then of course you know Crockett Promotions NWA. So I had I had a lot to go by, but my friends when they did tune in, it would just be WWF, right? So they were very limited into the the hardcore action that I possibly saw. Yeah. So you know when we did horse around. And, and goof around like that. It was never. There wasn't. There was never any chairs, any tables. Yeah. You know, nothing like that. Uh, and also, like we probably would have got our asses handed to us by our parents if they happened to see us, uh, you know, beating <laughs> each other with chairs and shit. Because you know. But uh, I digress. Um, we uh, we finally got the the wrestling up and, and going, and uh, I'm. I, I'm glad that we, we were watching Ring of Honor because we were talking earlier about this company and how they are going through changes in talent again. This is just something that they they they've gone through before, and you know a lot, a lot of people who are who went to Ring of Honor shows for the elites or when they were the Bullet Club, they were the first one to tell you that Ring of Honor is going to die without them. <laughs> and I was never worried about it because I know Ring of Honor. I I know the booking style. Obviously, you know the the booking style too. How how wonderful is it of a company like this? This is the reason why I feel they are the number two company in the United States because they prepared for this. They do. They saw the writing on the wall, and and look, I get it. You and I, 
We're not. We we see PCO in the ring as he basically take kills himself again. <laughs> so, such a, a, a scary bump he just took there for a guy who shouldn't be taking those bumps. But he's a he for again for whatever reason he's a draw. You signed PCO. You got uh, you got Brody King. He's been d- destroying it on the in, in, independent circuit. You brought in him. But we we talked about. Uh, and correct me and, and help me out with the name here. Lifeblood. Yeah, Lifeblood is the new Ring of Honor faction that pretty much popped up out of nowhere, out of nowhere. overnight. Like yeah. literally, the Bucks are gone one weekend, and then there's Lifeblood. Yeah, Lifeblood appears, and it it features Tennille Dashwood, who's back, and and you know she's she's clear of all the medical stuff. I'm glad to see her back. She looks amazing, and I'm hope. Hope to see her back in ring soon. Yeah. Um, and then you bring in you bring in two guys who are in New Japan, Juice Robinson and David Finley. Right. Finn Juice. Uh, Finn Juice. Juice, <laughs> Juice Robinson brings over the IWGP US heavyweight title currently. Uh, but you also bring in Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, who was already on on the roster. Yeah, he was already on the roster. But, but you, still fairly new. But fairly, fairly new. And two brand new signees in Bandito, who is is destroying the independent scene right now all over the world, and this guy Mark Haskins, all together in one group, and yeah. it was just like Young Bucks who Cody who, <laughs> it, and again I know it's not as extreme as that, but it was just like all right, you guys are gone, so what do we do? We roll over and die, or we get more talent, and that's such a crazy concept because there's a lot of companies, independent companies that have to deal with this progress as we talked about earlier, you and I where it's just like, what do we do when our talent leaves? And you made a very good point when we were talking about it. Like, this is this is something that just happens in the business. Especially if you are at the point where you're building up talent. Eventually, if they get good and get over, they don't they, they rarely ever stay to where they started. Yeah, I mean for I mean it's always for a variety of reasons, but yeah, it's it's rare that they you see someone stick with a company that they started with. You know? And that, and that's to be said with any company, not just small independent companies. I mean, the same can be said for WWE. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, know? you, you have very few guys that have been there their entire or like a majority of their career, you know, you Things like the Undertaker just don't really happen yeah. anymore, right? At least John not, Cena, yeah, right. Of course, the difference between the Undertaker and John Cena is that, and again, I know some people out there disagree with me on this, but a John Cena doesn't work in most of the wrestling companies. Uh, he has to stay where he's at. I mean, yeah. he's he's a Hogan where. Nobody wants you anywhere else, you know. So, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're watching this, and it's like there's so many changes. But it's just like I'm, you know, when when final battle hit, we knew all those guys were leaving, and at the time, I didn't know SoCal and Center was gone. No, neither did I. That was uh, that was news to me when they were just like <laughs> out of nowhere they. They're in the ring with all the other elite guys. I'm like, oh well, I guess they're gone too. Great. Yeah. Okay. And so they, you know, they lose 
we're, we're essentially talking about six guys here, six major players, and they just they don't miss a beat. They just they just continue to go and now you know they they, they do the big signings and I, and I know there's some controversy amongst how they got those guys, uh, especially this one I'm about to say in Roosh. Uh, <laughs> that was um, that was a little underhanded. For sure, how they got him, but you know what? That's the nature of the business. That is unfortunately. You know, this is how it goes. Sometimes talent rating is how you you get you get yours, and they did it. And look, I understand there's some there's some uh, issues there, especially with Major League Wrestling. But you know what? Major League Wrestling, same thing. They're going they they're gonna bounce right back, and it's yeah, it sucks because you were really pushing with Roosh, but you you move on you move on and you expand so um this is this is what we talk about when we talk about a a new golden era where it's just it's a next guy up and you feel that it's going to be everything's going to be not only just okay but it's still going to thrive so <clears throat> i wanted to bring it up because we are watching the first night of the road to, to G1 Supercard in Texas. Tag Wars. Tag Wars is going on right now. As we saw, uh, PCO and uh, Brody King Brody. compete against the Kingdom. <laughs> you know, I like one out of one out of four guys. One out of the four guys in there. I don't know, man. I don't know what it's about the Kingdom, but they just—you guys have been doing this for so long, and none of you guys mesh at all. And Matt Taven, I get it, they're pushing him, and I'm sure people like him. I'm just one guy, one opinion, but there's just nothing about him that screams superstar. And you know what kills me? Like, you see him wrestle in Mexico? Yeah. And it's almost like you're watching a completely different wrestler. I loved him when he was teaming with Volador Jr. And it's like, where the hell is this Matt Taven at? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, maybe there's, like, some loss in translation. Maybe he's just really comfortable working straight lucha, but it, dude, it, it really yeah. is like watching someone else work. And I, I hope it's not one of those situations where we see somebody kind of perform to their opponent, which we see we see in throughout sports, and it's like it's frustrating because if you're that talented, be that talented all the time. And for Matt Taven, I just. I don't know. I just don't see it. Uh, we're about to watch Bandito versus Silas Young. This should be interesting. <laughs> this should definitely be interesting, man. A clash of styles for sure. Yeah, right. But you know what? Silas Young needs this match because something about his work lately. I don't know, man. There was a time not that long ago where I, I, I really like gut he's got going oh, on. Oh man, he does have a gut now. Let's, let's hope that's a food baby or something. Yeah, man. Jesus. There was a time where Silas Young was was like. Was super over and having rivalries with Jay Lethal, and it was it was it was amazing. But it wasn't even that long ago; it was like last year. Yeah. So yeah, just a few months ago. But uh, I don't know what the hell's going on now. Yeah, you gotta take care of yourself a little bit better than that. That's you know that's like Cash's Ono type shit right there. <laughs> but speaking of the company that Cash's Ono works for, because. Uh, that's that's what I want to talk about here. Now, I want to do a little bit of a disclaimer here. By the time you listen to this episode, the, the WWE Royal Rumble will have taken place. Okay, so this isn't 
We're not going to go through our predictions of the entire card or anything like that. That's not what we're doing here. But we want to talk about something here. I want to talk about something here that involves everything that's going on in professional wrestling right now and potentially the WWE. Okay. And again, by the time you listen to this, you can be like, Matt, there's nothing to worry about. It hasn't. It didn't happen, so it's null and void. And if that's the case, then that's fine, but just enjoy my voice anyways. <laughs> there is a guy that potentially could be uh, in the Royal Rumble match. His contract technically expires on the 30th of January, but it would not be... A surprise if New Japan gives them an early release, depending on what kind of deal WWE can strike. Uh, and, that, of course, I'm talking about Kenny Omega. And a lot of the things that, I, that I've that i read, nothing has confirmed anything. But I have this feeling in my gut. And if there's one thing that I've learned in my life is that you should trust your gut. And my gut tells me that Kenny Omega, and I hope it's wrong because it's not always right, but I, that Kenny Omega is going to, is going to be in the Royal Rumble match, and that he is definitely indeed signing the contract. I think I just vomited in my mouth. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to say. It. So you and I have been talking about this off the air for for a number of weeks now, and. I'm going to say my, my piece real quick here. Kenny Omega has said a lot of things about what he wants to do in the wrestling industry. And the whole concept of change the world and everything like that. And look, I'm not saying he hasn't done that thus far. But according from Kenny Omega's mouth is that he is just getting started. Uh, he said that on numerous occasions. And if you sign with WWE... You sign over everything that you have pushed for with changing professional wrestling. And I say that not because, again, I'm not a hater of WWE. I, I call it how it is. WWE doesn't change because they don't feel they have to change. So I ask the question, how the hell do you change the world when you sign with a company in which you fall in line and do every, it's the same regurgitated shit that they've been doing since essentially the 80s. The same kind of, of storyline angles, the same kind of pushes, the same kind of this and that. Everything that you have said that you wanted to do is really hard to do when you work for a company that in which you have... You have to get in line and play by their rules. I get there's certain there's certain contracts that have a little more freedom, but let's not get anything twisted here. There is no creative control. That doesn't exist in WWE. This is Vince McMahon's company. He has creative control. He has the final say. Do you think Shinsuke Nakamura, as big of a name as he was, came over to be the artist that kicks people in the nuts as a finisher? <laughs> I would highly doubt it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't uh, that doesn't sit well with me. Or, or him, for that matter. And Kenny Omega, again, 
he goes from best bout machine to I said it before five minute match on Raw on average yeah 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 I get it there's some times where they have ten minute matches on Raw okay but those 15, 20, 30 minute matches on Raw those are few and far between five minute matches on Raw commercial breaks sprinkled in down spots at the down spots and how the hell do you change the world the only thing that I, I have to say and I'll let you elaborate this elaborate on this if you want to is that you told me that per, maybe just maybe there is something that was promised to him that we don't know about and that would be the only thing that would make this worthwhile but I just I don't have the confidence I want to believe that if he does show up at the Rumble or at any point for WWE I just hope that he holds his end of the the bargain to the fans and and give that passion that he's had throughout this, this entire time because you look at so many other wrestlers that have joined oh I, I've heard this one. What makes you think he doesn't get the AJ Styles treatment? I don't want him to get the AJ Styles treatment because that's not very good either. No, it's not. Uh, the things that AJ Styles has accomplished in the WWE are, I mean, they're fine by WWE standards, but as a pro wrestling fan, this it's it's watered down AJ Styles. Like, And I get guys want to take care of themselves and have longevity and stuff. That's great, but... This is also pro wrestling. Um, people are bound to get hurt, and nobody's body lives forever. I mean, that's part of being human. So, you want to last longer? Great. Um, you know, we can talk to DDP about doing things to, <laughs> you know, to promote to promote your physiology. But you can you can have both. And, and I, I, I really think that a lot of these guys just don't get it. You can have both. You can have a very fulfilling professional wrestling career and also make money. And and I, I say that with 100% certainty these days because back when I was growing up, a lot of those guys didn't have that opportunity. All, a lot of my my favorites that I used to watch growing up, they just didn't have that opportunity. They got paid like shit. They'd work hurt. And now look at them. You know, everybody they, these days seems to want to bring up Davy Boy Smith. I mean, I'm sorry, not Davy Boy Smith. Uh, the Dynamite Kid. Yeah. And, and, you know, what was going on with him? You know, uh, in a wheelchair and just completely... Stop taking care of himself on the count of all the steroid use. Well, I get it. He he wanted to be uh, he wanted to look as big as possible so that he felt he you know he looked his best and he got hired by the WWF um, amongst other things. But that's the price you pay. It's a price you pay in professional wrestling. But no one, you know, there was no one putting a gun to his head telling him to do steroids. 
he he easily had the skill and the know-how to sit there and be a great wrestler a great british wrestler and he he went a certain path and and the and the rest happened the way it happened but it's not like that anymore. It doesn't have to be like that anymore. And and while I hope Kenny Omega doesn't show up at the, the Royal Rumble, you're right. There's a really good possibility that that happens. Um, what they would have promised him to come over if he does get signed, I'll never know, man. If it's anything like they offered the Bucks, so reportedly, again, this is just rumors, because I don't know what they got offered. Apparently they got offered three and a half million dollars each in a six month out. And I bring that up specifically, not necessarily the money, because the six month out is the real attraction here to that contract. You get you have to work six months for the company, but after that, you're free to go. No questions asked. There's not many people that have that opportunity to go and work for WWE for a short period of time and then leave under no criteria. Right. So that would be ultra attractive to the, to any of those guys, including Kenny Omega. The only other thing after that, if it's not money and it's not that kind of uh, timed freedom, the only other thing that I could think of that it would be is uh, creative control. Creative con- complete creative control over your character and if that's something Vince McMahon is willing to do to bring Kenny Omega over then that changes the entire landscape of this deal and then we do have a shot to see the best bow machine you know we do we do have there's, there's a glimpse of hope there do I still want that in the WWE not really I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, a lot of WWE marks. Oh, him versus AJ Styles. Yeah, even Kenny Omega wants that match. I want that match. But I don't want it in the, in the WWE. Not even under the, the non-constraints of full creative control. I still don't want that match. Because it's still in the WWE ring. And they're not going to be able to go balls to the wall like they should be able to go. You know... AJ Styles versus uh, Kenny Omega on a low end on pay-per-view should be a 35-40 minute match. Yeah, I agree. And you're not you're you're probably not going to get that. You know, let's cause I hear Kenny Omega could be the guy. You know, AJ takes the title from Daniel Bryan. Kenny Omega wins the Royal Rumble, and you get Kenny versus AJ. First of all, you don't have to put a fucking title in there. But this is WWE we're talking about, so I guess you have to. And Kenny versus AJ at WrestleMania. But you want to know what also you're going to get at WrestleMania? You're going to get a Lesnar match. You're going to get a Rousey match. You're going to get, I don't know, probably a Snoop Dogg match. And, you know, <laughs> uh, Oprah Winfrey match. And all these other fucking celebrity bullshits. And these half-part-timers. And, you know, you gotta, you got to have Undertaker. you got to have John Cena. You don't have room for a 35-minute match. No. And don't. that's where WrestleMania fails. Because there's no wrestling in WrestleMania. Why call it that? 
Why call yourself WrestleMania if there's no wrestling? Put the wrestle back in Mania. I've said it last year, and I, I it's it's not, it's not a, just a gimmick. It, it, please, that's <laughs> that's what made WrestleMania so good in the first place. We talk about Steamboat versus Savage. I thought we learned our lesson. It's not about Hogan versus Andre. They sell the tickets. Okay, we're doing this match. Okay, so all the half-hearted fans have something to watch. But then for the real fans, hey, we got this. This is what we're going to have for you. And we thought, you and I thought, possibly, that we were going to get that last year with Styles versus Nakamura. And what did we get? A 10-minute boring-ass dog was, shit match. That was so disappointing. Ah, that, that people to this day tell me it was as good, if not better, than the Wrestle Kingdom match. I know it doesn't taste good coming out of my oh mouth. Oh, my God. What are these people on? Jeez. Well, because it happened in WWE. It has to be better than the Tokyo oh, Dome. Oh, my God. Yeah, those people do exist. Um, but you know what? That's that's fine. You you want Kenny Omega to be in WWE? That's fine. I asked this question though. Let's say he he does more than six months. Who do you have for Kenny Omega to face? He can't fight AJ Styles all the time. He can't fight Finn Balor all the time. Who is he gonna fight? Brock Lesnar? You want Kenny Omega versus Brock Lesnar? Braun Strowman? I'm sure. I'm sure down the line, if he stays longer than six months. I'm sure down the line we're going to see some sort of fucking Bullet Club-esque storyline go on half-heartedly, you know, faction versus faction, stupid bullshit like that. Same regurgitated shit over and over and over again. And that's fine. I can live with that. But, like, that's that's my problem here is you have nobody – I don't say nobody. You have very little people on this ta- on this roster – that you're willing to give him. I mean, you're, you're going to give him people like The Miz or, like I said, Brock Lesnar or Braun Strowman or things of that nature. It's like, I understand there's real talented guys on here, like a Drew McIntyre would be a good match for Kenny Omega. Obviously, again, AJ Styles. But it doesn't matter who you put him in, put him up against, if you have restrictions. You know, it, it's, it's just, this is the problem. This is the fear that I have. And this is why I say that if, if at this point, Katie Omega is in WWE, we are talking past tense when we mention the best bot machine. This is why I brought up Ring of Honor. And, I, and I'm going to bring up other, other wrestling companies because if that's the case... For all the fans that are huge Kenny Omega fans like myself, but aren't necessarily as accustomed to how wrestling works, especially wrestling today, if he goes to WWE, good riddance. Because at the end of the day, you don't need one guy. And I, I, that's, that's the whole point that I brought up with Ring of Honor. You don't need, just need a handful of guys. You need an entire industry to be on board. And if he decides he doesn't want to be anymore that is his choice and he is totally free to to make up whatever decision he wants to make up but the wrestling industry is going to move forward without him and I, I, I would hope that Kenny Omega would not be okay with that because if he if he is okay with that and he signs with WWE 
especially a long-term deal, everything that he has said is a complete lie. And that's a shame because he fooled me. Because I thought he was, I thought he was one of the better ones. And I guess, uh, I guess everybody's got to have that WrestleMania moment. And this, and it'll, it'll be a damn shame. You know, he's human. You're right. He's human, and uh, I'm not. You know, I don't know Kenny Omega personally, but there's got to be some level of selfishness to him, especially if he wants to. I, I've heard more than a handful of times that he feels he's only got a few peak years left in him. And he wants to utilize them a certain way and then be done with professional wrestling. So, saying things like that, maybe maybe that is a reason why he wants to have a WrestleMania moment. But, I don't know. I, I don't, I, as much of a possibility as it is, and again, we're going to find out here real soon if, if it happens, um, I, I don't want it to happen, and I, I don't think it'll happen. But it's still a possibility. We still have to honor that it's a possibility at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And, and on that note, uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, hopefully pay some bills, so stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Ebates. Do you do online shopping at all? Excellent. If you do, you can help support the show and save some money while you purchase stuff online. Have access to over 10,000 different shops online, including major brands such as Nike, GameStop, Uber, Burger King, and just about any other online store that you can think of, including Amazon. Each purchase you make helps support the show and saves you money. Accrue enough cash back and then cash out and receive your big fat paycheck in the mail from Ebates. Take the time, support the heels, support the baby faces, support your 20 by 20 ring crew, and be like the boys. Save some money. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Ebates. And we are back. Thanks again for hanging around and letting us pay some bills and supporting the show as always. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, again, we got the uh, Road to G1 Supercard Texas uh, Texas tour that Ring of Honor is doing. Um, but let's talk a little more Rumble here. Again, this is I, I know this is going to be past tense, but uh, just real quick here, we're not going to go break down everything, but. I guess let, let's let's do a little checking and see how good we are predicting stuff. Uh, who do you got for the Rumbles? Real quick, if I had to put you on the spot. Uh, I know I'm that guy. Alright, for the men's, uh, Seth freaking Rollins at this point. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, unless, uh, uh, again, unless we see some surprise entrant that actually, uh, like, they want us to give a damn about. Right. Um. Yeah, I think it's Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Yeah. Okay, I agree with you on that part. Um, as far as the women's, it's interesting because they put Alexa Bliss back in there. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting that. Nor was I. Nor I, was I, I. I really don't know. I you know there's there's been talk. There's been a lot of talk <laughs> about uh, this being one of the lowest amount of paid tickets 
for the Rumble event, so I'm assuming they're gonna paper the rest of the the crowd, give give away freebies or, or what have you, but um, or, or reduce tickets. But I don't I don't know I don't know what the play is with Alexa Bliss. If they had her off, if they had her out of commission and it was because of a concussion and they were worried about it, either one she's cleared or two. They're bringing her back, and they're not going to let to let her do a damn thing. But she's such a great heel that she might not have to in a fucking rumble match. She could literally go all thirty and still win the damn thing, and then they make up the rest later. So you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm here. Man, this is gonna sound really bad. I'm going to try to excite myself here. Get myself psyched up for this fucking rumble. Because right now, it's not looking anything but shabby. And I'm going to say Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to find a way for them to put uh, Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch in the same ring together. Because that is the, the match that Everyone's talking about, and I, I get Becky Lynch has a championship match against Asuka for the SmackDown Women's title. I don't see her winning that match, and I know this is a kind of an out-there pick, but I got Becky Lynch winning the Rumble. Really? Uh, I got her losing to Asuka earlier in the night, and then coming back... Pulling and, double duty. And pulling double duty and, and, and winning the Rumble. Uh, I think this is their, their way of writing Rousey versus... Versus Lynch, not saying this is the only way that they can do it, but that's that's just my pick. It's pretty convenient. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I think a lot of a lot of that has has maybe do with the, the the podcast I listened to earlier with Bruce Pritchard and how they got Chris Benoit. Oh, ooh, I know dirty work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> over from SmackDown to to Raw, and it's just like yeah, it's kind of cheesy, but whatever. Uh, this is WWE. Uh, quite quite honestly, I'm I'm in the same boat. Uh, you know, you, me, uh, Mr. Wrestling Six, and and uh, and the, the at least two thirds of the significant others are going to be in attendance, and yeah. uh, you know it's going to be fun to watch and hang out with you guys. But the other than that, I'm gonna I don't at this point it's going to be past tense. But there's there's not really much excitement to. To the Royal Rumble, and and there's there's, there's more reasons to that than a, a lackluster Rumble card. Uh, there's one thing that came to my attention not that long ago, and that is the championship matches at the Royal Rumble. And if you go back to the history of the Rumble, the majority of the time, especially starting with 1993. When they implemented the rule that the winner goes to WrestleMania, okay, for the for the world title, uh, a lot of the times, the world title match is nothing more than a filler match. for For the the the, the for the show that is dubbed the beginning to the road to WrestleMania, why is it a continuous thing? to make your championship match a lackluster booking of your your champion who you want to continue to run to WrestleMania with 
versus the the guy that has basically zero percent chance of winning the match. For example, last year at Royal Rumble, you had in you know the you had the Universal Champion and Brock Lesnar defending against Braun Strowman, who is a guy that they're, they're going to push up until the point to where they get to the world title, and then they're going to stop pushing them. And then you also had him against Kane, who is, yeah, he's Kane. He's <laughs> he's old and he's just there. That was your 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 Universal Championship match at Royal Rumble. Tell me if I'm wrong, but that's a filler match through and through. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't seem very fitting for a road to WrestleMania or take out WrestleMania. A big four pay-per-view championship match. What whatever happened to Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels? Yeah. You know? Whatever happened to The Rock versus Mankind? You know, why are we getting more and more Brock Lesnar versus the Big Show from I wanna say twenty fourteen? Which by the way Big Show wasn't even being pushed then. And it wasn't like it was the Big Show from old, where it's like, oh, he's yeah. got a legit chance. It's no, it's the same thing with Kane, where it's like, oh yeah, he's just old and got nothing going on. So we'll give him Brock Lesnar. We'll give him. We'll give him a warm up match for WrestleMania. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I mean. I understand there's a build-up necessary. They're trying to sell tickets to WrestleMania. But you you still want, or shit, at least you should still, you should still want um, interest in your, like, every show you run. Right. Not just WrestleMania. Should be, yeah. It should be common sense, you know? Go without saying, in my opinion. But... Uh, you know, I was talking to man before we came off the break, and there's two things I want to say. One, you you've got you've got an opportunity here. You know, if if Rousey is supposed or or Lesnar for that matter is supposed to face a certain somebody at WrestleMania, what would it hurt for them to lose the title at the Rumble to make the the Rumble a little more impactful, right? Spicing things up a little bit going into February. I don't understand. It, and it isn't anything new under the sun that the WWE already hasn't done at some point in some, you know, fashion or form. So what, what would be the big deal? Like, other than bruising someone's ego, possibly. Right. But uh, the other thing is, uh, this is kind of what interested me, too. Uh, there was a... A couple fans caught this, and now it's all over the net at this point. But both champions, both Lesnar and Rousey, had replica belts on the go-home edition of Raw. Now, it could mean nothing. It could be like the belts got fucking, you know, lost or, or misplaced or, you know, they were purposely held away from the champs for a variety of fucking reasons. But, uh... The the fantasy booker in me says, man, wouldn't it be fucking cool if they both lost at the Rumble? Yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe, maybe, 
just a small glimmer of hope that that's why those belts were were not around because the 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 nameplates were being changed. How fucking cool would that be? You know, this is the road to WrestleMania, and this is a company that says anything can happen in WWE. But yet, it just feels that the champion is going to walk out of a Royal Rumble as champion about 90% of the time. They should change their their slogan to anything could happen except for what should happen. Yeah. <laughs> Anything can happen so long as it's the same shit that happens every single year. Is <laughs> their new slogan. But yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at all these matches, all these uh, title matches, and they're all the same style matches. And the champion continues to to hold on. And that could just be one of those things where it's just how it's booked and and no coincidence. But I, to me, it's it's it it can't be because you continuously have your top champion um, winning and just so you can you can get away with another with another pay-per-view where they're still champion and you don't have to be creative it's like it's like they don't want to take that oh what if Ronda Rousey drops the title oh what's gonna happen well wouldn't you want to know <laughs> yeah I would like to know you know instead of Oh, Ronda Rousey's still champion, and she's probably going to face Becky Lynch. You know, here, here's the thing, and and I don't want to keep bringing up Bruce Pritchard podcast because I have my issues with that one. But he talked about dirt sheets, and somebody asked him, "Does he? Did they? Was anything changed? Not just he, but in WWE, did anything change based off of?" Uh, dirt sheets because people found out about it. And he said, absolutely not. Fine. That's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's also 2004. We should all know that 2004 dirt sheets and 2019 dirt sheets are two completely different things. And it's pretty well documented now that the majority of people think it's going to be Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch Versus Charlotte Flair, uh, plus or minus Charlotte Flair in this match, at WrestleMania. And you know what? That's fine. That I'm not saying don't do that match. But what I'm saying is... Becky Lynch was, was robbed of the title because of Ronda Rousey. Correct? Yeah. At uh, TLC. Now, think of... Think of how wrestling works. You're stripped of that title. This is WWE where we do things like this all the time. What, how, how about this? How about Becky Lynch cost Ronda Rousey the Raw Women's Championship? And Sasha Banks is champion. You, Sasha Banks moves on. She does her own thing. And... Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey now have a very legitimate reason to why they have beef with each other. They just both cost each other the title. Ronda Rousey's out of your title picture, but she's still there to sell you tickets. She's still there. You don't have to have a fucking belt around her waist. I'm already more excited about that match. Like, fuck that. It doesn't have to be for a title. Fuck that. I want I want them to be at each other yeah. for a reason. There's, now, now there's... 
there's legit beef. There's already legit beef. But if Becky Lynch comes in there, costs her the match, Sasha Banks wins the match. Not only that, but but let, let's I, I, let's get rid of the rumor right now that Ronda Rousey's done at the WrestleMania. Okay, sure. let's say she sticks around because that is a rumor. Leave it at that. But you want to? But but what is Becky Lynch? What do Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks have in common that Sasha Banks has been uh, exploiting the past few weeks and in going into this match with Ronda Rousey? They're the four horsewomen. Yeah. This also sets up a potential feud. Whether I want that or not, it doesn't matter. But you see how many things are on the table? <laughs> how many things should be on the table? I'm not a booker. No, you're not. But... I'm, I'm not a booker. I'm just a fan. <laughs> it's like, And I'm not even a fan of the product. <laughs> it's like, please, steal my idea. I, or, or, or think of something else. But my, my point is... Does it have to be as cliche as that? And again, I understand this is past tense, but past Royal Rumbles, the vast majority of the time, the champion retains. And it just becomes very, like, regurgitated. You know, and the fact of the matter is, I have 1%, I give Finn Balor 1% chance of beating Brock Lesnar at the Rumble. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's gonna. I think he's there for filler. Yeah. I, I, they they tried, they tried to make it as much as for as fast as they they made this match. Because if you remember, it was originally Braun versus Brock. Braun's not in it no more. Put in Finn, and now you just got a couple of weeks to make it happen. And they tried. They they tried to make it work, but it's. Look, I, I don't think I don't think I really don't think that they're going to have Brock beat Finn in two minutes. But I do think this is gonna be less than ten minute match. Oh yeah. Jesus. And absolutely. Um Brock retains. And I th- I think that's why I agree that it's gonna be the cliche Seth Rollins. Now do do I necessarily am sold that Becky Lynch is going to win the title or win the Royal Rumble? No, I don't. But I have a feeling that one way or another, Becky Lynch is going to stake her claim at Ronda Rousey. Whether it's the Royal Rumble match and then challenging Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Or she does something dashly like cost her the title and now makes Ronda Rousey want to face her no title she forgets about Sasha Banks and maybe Sasha Banks to go on and actually re- retain retain a title for once but uh, there's so much more you can do I mean the point I made with the dirt sheets was so much so many people talk you know this is this is one of those eras now where you just look on your phone and you see all this shit yeah now, as a booker, if you and I were running a company, I, I look. Sometimes you just gotta be like, "It is what it is." Something got leaked. It is what it is. But what if? What if you you we brainstormed like, "Well, what if we did it this way instead?" You know? Oh, are we really gonna get? What if? What if Becky doesn't cost Ronda Rousey the the match, but Ronda Rousey loses anyways, and then Becky Lynch. I don't know, does whatever you know Becky Lynch does, or 
Becky Lynch wins the title or, or or what have you. Like it doesn't really matter what Becky Lynch does, but what if Ronda Rousey loses the title? Now if 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 you're WWE and your your goal was Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey no matter what, you've tweaked it enough to where you're keeping people on their toes and even though you don't want to dictate your company based off of dirt sheets, it might not be a bad idea because you don't want if you if you follow if it's one of those things where the, the dirt sheets are right vast majority of the time, well guess what? A lot of people are not going to be watching. Cuz it's like, "Well, they're going to do this and I'm not really into that." But what if they didn't? And it's it's one of those things where it's just like, "Oh shit, like they that was different." Yeah, I'm a little more intrigued. There's one thing that you've always always taught me when it comes to things like this podcast, for example. It's know your audience. If your audience is a bunch of know-it-alls or thinks they know it all, Roddy Piper said it best. Just when you have all the answers, I change the questions. Yeah, that's exactly what they should do. And it's why why wait until WrestleMania to do it? Do it at the Royal Rumble where it begins. And throws everybody's dirt sheets out of whack. Of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave Meltzer didn't report this. Because Dave Meltzer is the fucking god of, of dirt <laughs> sheets. He's, whatever he says is true, right? I mean, that is that is my uh, my rants on, on, on Royal Rumble. But I, I've, always, I've always hated the fact that it was so easy to predict Royal Rumble championship matches. Because yeah. it's just... Even if the match isn't where I want it to be, I at least want to be surprised with who wins. Oh, I, I legit thought they had a shot. You know, I legit, you know, not, oh, it's Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. Eh, it's going to be Brock Lesnar. If Finn Balor wins, I, I mean, that I would be Undertaker WrestleMania 30 shocked. Yeah. To be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would just be blown away. So, hey, maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea because you're going to raise a lot of eyebrows. Even if Finn Balor wins the title, and then Brock Lesnar, and I hate I hate this, this this angle, but let's say they do that. Let's say they do that. Your your ratings on Raw are suffering a bit. You don't want to do that during WrestleMania season, right? Have Finn Balor win the title at Raw Rumble. Brock Lesnar snaps, invokes his rematch clause, and actually competes on Raw. I think I think you're already asking too much. Of I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. But yeah, that would shake things up, and that would, you know, it's it's automatically more exciting. I mean, it, I'm, it's nothing we haven't seen before, but it's definitely more exciting than what's going on now. That's re- that's professional wrestling, though. Professional wrestling, as we talked about with the NWO show, it's a lot of regurgitated material. It's just how you present it. It's how you present it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have a one day champion, I'm not a fan of that. Per se, but it, it's happened. It, it's it happens, and you know, if Finn Balor wins the title, it's like, hmm, what are they gonna do in Raw? And it's like, ah, shit, they're going right back to Lesnar. But hey, you got them to watch. Yeah, you know, and that's that's just how, that's that's how it works. Sometimes you have to be a little shady in in how you present your your product. But if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. It's WrestleMania season. There should be nothing left on the table because. You look at every other company that is going to be competing during WrestleMania season, they're going to make sure that they leave nothing on the table. Nothing to chance. 
at balls to the wall, and that's why wrestling is going to be so good, especially going into the season. But the top dog, if you will, it seems to be content with just being complacent. And what? How can you be complacent on your biggest show of the year? It'd be like going into the Super Bowl, which is coming up soon, and be like, you know what? Let's just do two hand touch. <laughs> let's just do that, okay? Oh my god! You know, let's just let's just take it easy. Let's not have let's take it easy. Let's not let's not have a legit competitive game. Let's just nah. Let's just let's take it easy. You know, two hand touch. No, uh, no passes deeper than you know, five yards. Like, <laughs> that's what I feel like. But uh, I, I hope it's not like that because, um, you know, God damn it, I want to be excited about WrestleMania again. I do. I, I want to be excited about WWE in general. Uh. There's so much potential there. You know, especially if you start throwing guys like Kenny Omega and things of that nature, as it's we like talked about earlier. they're fucking allergic to that word, potential. <laughs> they're allergic to being good. <laughs> uh, I mean, but yeah, it's... Let's hope for the best. Let's hope that, because this is past tense, that we, we look to be uh, made into fools, and it was actually a really awesome show. And if it is, shame on you, Matt, for, for having any <laughs> doubt. But... <laughs> They don't give you a whole lot of reason to be optimistic. So yeah, I guess right. it would be a pleasant surprise if they pull off a good show. Yeah. I yeah. just don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't either. Did you ever have a Royal Rumble, like, while you were play fighting with your siblings? Uh, more like Battle Royales. But I guess, I guess it's going to be the same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, actually. Uh, we, had a, we had a house. Um, it was actually a pretty... pretty decent sized house that we had uh, for a while for about four or five years and uh, it had a railing like a like a balcony style railing that where the upstairs went and uh, we would always uh, throw each other over over the railing on down the stairs but we like we would we would like we were so stupid for doing it but we were smart about it where we because like you could do it to where the point where like it was it was probably like uh, probably like a ten foot drop, um, but the way where we did it, it was just like flip over the stairs, and you be like, you might roll a little bit, but you 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 know, usually be all right. <laughs> might tweak your ankle a little bit or hit your arm too hard, but um, yeah, for some reason that was it was good because it was sturdy, and. Uh, there was a couple of times where I would lock my arms over the railing and, and take the clothesline over. Was, oh, man. And there was a couple of times where I got stuck, and, oh, man, I was like, almost like boss man style, remember, from anyone. Oh, from good God. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, a couple, couple of stuff like that, but uh, not not too much. Not too much on, on, on that. Those Those were too dangerous for, even for me. The only time we ever did that uh, was in the wintertime uh, because of the way they would clean up the snow. Yeah. On, on, uh, I used to live right across the street from a elementary school. Okay. So on the playground, they would just mound up the snow on, off to the sides of the playground. And uh, we would, you know, we would get out there and kind of shape it up and play King of the Mountain or, or okay. what have you. But there would yeah. be 
there'd be quite a few of us throughout the neighborhood and you know in upwards of like sometimes 20 kids so that that's what made it fun like you just you never knew you never knew who was going to come out and, <laughs> and be a part of it and that was that was my royal rumble i wish like i always hear stories about like the guerreros and have that wrestling ring in their backyard like man that was that'd be so awesome like i would i'd be like king shit growing up where i grew up <laughs> you know everyone always want to come over and then but uh yeah i um you brought up the snow in winter like that was such a good time especially when it was fresh snow yeah you know it was a lot of snow too so like you didn't mind taking the bumps yeah you know? never mind to take the bumps but uh for me again being the, the smaller guy like i was always the guy that learned the submissions i always wanted to to make somebody to make somebody tap or or, or snap and uh i'd <laughs> Sorry to my brother out there, but uh, I just I'll never forget the time where at ten years old I made him pass out with Taz mission. <laughs> I uh, jumped on his back and wrapped my legs around him and and just yanked back. And you know, for those who don't know, you you um, you know, it's a you put your one arm around the neck, the other arm underneath the uh, the arm, and you you pull you pull up on the arm and you pull back on the neck and. You just, uh, you wait for him to tap out. And he was tapping. I thought he was trying to, like, pull, waving his arm around to try to grab me and pull me off. No, he was, he was trying to say he was done. And, yeah, I, I, uh, I made him pass out, so. You never mind taking bumps in snow unless it's getting hit in the face multiple times with snowballs. Yeah, yeah, you can't have that. Or getting buried in the, in the actual, like, mountain of snow. Yeah, uh, we had that happen one year, uh, and th- there was only like eight or nine of us. But uh, <laughs> one of the kids was like, "Screw this! I'm not gonna be a part of King of the Mountain anymore. I'm just gonna start like trying to make a fort." So we're all on top of the mountain, like wrestling around, mm. and he's over off a little ways down. But he's literally digging a hole through the mountain, and he kind of got forgot about. And so we just kind of like most of the kids left, and it was just like three or four of us left. And when he eventually gets to the other side of the mountain, he's he's a, he's kind of a portly kid, and he gets trapped. And so it like very much like, hey, could you guys pull me out? <laughs> and uh, um, my my one of my buddies was like, yeah, I'll help you. And he went around to the other side where the kid's uh, ass end was and he pulled his pants down and left him in the hole so it is you know it's cold enough to snow right and here we are a bunch of kids playing on the snow mounds so he pulls his pants down and he smacks him in the ass and we're having a laugh about it and then we see a squad car and immediately we're like, oh, we probably shouldn't be over here, so we all take off. Well, this kid's stuck in a hole in the snow with his ass hanging out, pointed towards the street. <laughs> Cops come over with the, the spotlight, and yeah. that's the, they got the moon that night. <laughs> Jesus. And then, of course, he had to explain what he was doing with his pants down, stuck in the hole. Hole of the snow, so yeah. 
Interesting. Fun times, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I, I mentioned getting hit in the, in the face multiple times with snowballs. That's never fun, but uh, one time we were playing, you know, King of the Mountain. It was like, again, like maybe four or five of us. And my best friend at the time, uh, I, I wasn't aiming for his face, I swear. But I hit him like four or five times in the span of you know, like 15 throws or whatever. And that was enough for him. And he had had it and he came after me and I, uh, I've never been the type to let someone just beat me up, uh, no matter who you are. So I, uh, I socked him. I socked him a couple times and I really hurt his pride. And, uh, we didn't speak for like two, three weeks, but, uh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> don't, don't hit your best friend in the face with snowballs. So, <laughs> lesson learned, man. A lot of lessons learned, you know. But uh, yeah, I had some fun times uh, doing things I wasn't supposed to do when it came to wrestling. So, <laughs> still the uh, undisputed champion. If I throw my uh, my siblings out there, oh man, can't touch me. Oh boy, you can see me. <laughs> <laughs> but you cannot touch me. I am not sanctioning any of those future matches, by the way. Because uh, we have a podcast to run, and I need them as healthy as possible. Uh, whatever you're doing, we hope you enjoyed the Rumble, because we're going to try to enjoy the Rumble. Definitely going to enjoy each other's company. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Some good food. and. Uh... <laughs> um, well, we will enjoy NXT. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. NXT, always a pleasure. Can't wait for that card. We're finally uh, getting uh, Black versus Champa. Oh, it's been a long time coming, yes, man. Long yes, time coming. Yes, yes, yes. So that should be a great card. So definitely, if you're going to be watching wrestling uh, over the Royal Rumble weekend, you better be checking out NXT. Uh, yeah, Take over Phoenix. Check it out because if not, um, I'm, I, I might have to uh, hit you in the face with a bunch of snowballs. <laughs> So <laughs> pride hurt. Um, if you happen to not have a subscription and you would like one to the WWE Network, you can always stop by our neck of the woods, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. That's all one word. And find out how you can get a subscription, possibly at a discount. Yes, you and, help out the help out the crew, and, and you uh, help out the show. Yes, and absolutely. you and you get to watch Royal Rumble as well as many other great things on the WWE Network. Because yes, although the product currently is meh, there's a lot of great things on that on that streaming service. I watch it quite often, actually. So I, uh, I fully I, endorse the network. I started delving into the WWF superstars that they I, just put on. Yeah, there. Yeah, I knew you would like that. <laughs> it's interesting, man. Because I mean, obviously, I was I was a youngin, so I was. Not watching wrestling at that point, right. and uh, going back and watching it, I was like, "Man, there's some some interesting stuff on here." Yeah. So <laughs> it's cool. I'm glad they do that. I love that they they do that. I wish they would add more on a more uh, regular basis. But you know, for what for what it's worth, it's still uh, they still add on a you know. It's I wish it would add it quicker, but yeah. yeah. But uh, at any rate, it's still it's still there, and they so long as you don't take off. Keep adding. Yes, keep adding. Don't take anything off, please. So so far they've they've that's I mean they've taken things off, but it's for reasons that are uh, more 
of a legal nature. Yeah, legal nature, and, and <laughs> I would say PC. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. So, but other than that, um, they they keep they keep once it's on there, it's it's gonna be on there. So, as of this recording, our government has finally been reopened, at least for three weeks. Okay. And uh, I bring this up because of the American New Japan Pro Wrestling cards that are coming up in the next month or so. Uh, I hear a lot of gripes about um, a lot of the Japanese wrestlers not being able to attend the cards and partake in them because of visas, working visas, or lack thereof, I should say. And uh, I, I gotta tell you, uh, I'm already really tired of hearing fans, I'm gonna use fans in air quotes, um, complaining about there not being a very big Japanese contingency on those cards. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody on those cards, whether they are Japanese or not, are all trained in the New Japan Dojo. Very reputable dojo. You've enjoyed wrestlers ever since you've been watching New Japan who have been trained in those dojos. They know how to wrestle. They know how to entertain your ass. They put on good wrestling. There should be no gripes. But that's all I've been hearing. Like too many gaijin on the card now. Well, you know what? That's 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 how the uh, cookie has crumbled, I guess you could say. What and, is New and, Japan supposed to do? Are they supposed to just cancel the show? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> I guess that's my question to these fans that are that are uh, complaining. Like, would you rather them just cancel the show and then you don't go at all? I mean, we're not a, we're not a political no show I, at all, and I'm not trying to be. Here. No, 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 I know you're not. But what I'm about to say. If you're going to be mad, be mad at the people that, that caused this to happen. I'm going to leave it at that. There you go. That, that, yeah, that's good. And New Japan didn't do this. They, just like many other people out there, are suffering because of it. And wh- why, as a fan, are you going to take your frustration out on it? Are you upset because you're not going to get Tetsuya Naito and Kazuchika Okada and Minoru Suzuki and guys like that? I get it. I, I absolutely get it. But New Japan is going to do everything in their power to still put on three great shows. Yeah. And if you are a true fan, have faith in them. And just appreciate the talent that is still going to be there. You're still going to get a lot of great matches. You're going to get it for, uh, I think it's um, the North Carolina show. They're getting a uh, uh, championship match between Juice Robinson and, and uh, Beretta. There you the go. U.S. title. You know, for the California show, Rapungi Vice is is coming back for one night only. So you get one of those special one night only shows. You get a this is right now. This is a New Japan and and uh, versus uh, a New Japan and Ring of Honor combined show because again, this is a kind of a road to the G one uh, the G one special or the the G one Supercar. Excuse me. They're doing the best they could with with the hand that they were dealt. What do you what do you want them to do besides you want them to lose out on all that money, and give all those tickets back and and lose out on, and and talent and lose out on that payday because of a government shutdown? If you're if you're the kind of fan who thought Ring of Honor should just roll over and die after all the elite guys left, 
I got beef with you. If you're the yeah. type of fan who started watching New Japan because the Bullet Club was so popular, because of the guys in the elite, and now you could give two shits about New Japan, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you were, you were never wanted. Because, yes, you were, you were never wanted. And I mean that sincerely and wholeheartedly. Like, you're not a fan. You're 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 a bandwagon fan. Last last week I mentioned For Life, the NWO episode. Look, you and I are not walking around NWO For Life at this point in our lives. How do you know that? You're not around me 24-7. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but the point I want to make is the same thing with, with, with the Bullet Club. Like, it's not about being cool and saying, oh, well, the Bullet Club used to be cool. Now they're not. I talked about that with, with Heavy Metal. I talked about that with video games. Mm-hmm. Oh, it used to be cool. You know, they used to be cool, but now now that was just a phase. This is the, the conversation that I have with WWE marks all the time, why it's so important to, yeah, take the money from the half-hearted fans. I get the business out of it, but always, always keep your diehard fans close because those are the ones that stick with you through thick and thin up until the point where they're like us and it's almost like tough love where it's like I can't do it anymore that's where WWE has become I can't do it anymore TNA used to be that way for me where I just couldn't do it anymore I want to see them succeed but I can't give them my time anymore that's slowly changing a little more quicker than slowly but that's changing nonetheless Ring of Honor is going through a transition not because of what they did, but because of what other people did. They left. And it's not like, how dare they leave. They left for their own personal reasons. Start a company or go to another company. That's the nature of the business. What is Ring of Honor supposed to do? As you said, roll over and die? Throw away the fact that they're the number two company wrestling company in the United States? Yeah, fuck that. You know? I mean... This is this is the thing. Like, okay, I get it. You're upset, but you're still gonna be put into really introduced to really good cards, and I stand by it because of my first time going to a Ring of Honor show. The vast majority of those guys I had never heard of before, and you know, I look at I look at the one of the the first match of the Nashville card, Alex Coughlin versus Carl Fredericks. I don't know those guys until today. I saw the. I was watching the uh, the first G one a road to G one in, in in Texas, and they they teamed up against Finjuice, and they put on a hell of a match. Yeah, these these kids can go, and they're a product of the New Japan Dojo. Is it a surprise to me that they can go? No, because I know the beast that is the Dojo, the same Dojo that trained a David Finley. Same dojo that trained a Tetsuya Naito and a Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. I'm not saying they're there, but there's... Def- they're, all, they're also not bad off either. Yeah. So, <laughs> give it a fucking chance before you bitch and moan about it. Or don't go. Or don't go. Sell your damn ticket. Yeah. Somebody out there wants to go. That's what StubHub's for. <laughs> we have a podcast, and we voice our opinions, and sometimes it may sound like we're bitching. And... Whatever, maybe we are, maybe we're not. Who knows? (laughs) But we still give it a chance. All the gripes that we were talking about, the Royal Rumble, 
you and I are watching the Royal Rumble. Yeah, we're still gonna live. sit and watch the Rumble live. They're gonna they're gonna get their buy rates from me from through my network, and we're gonna watch it. How much attention we give it is to be determined, but it's gonna be on. We're gonna watch it, and I'm I want a good show. All the bad things I said about that, and I still say I want a good show. Yeah. What does that make me, ladies and gentlemen? I'm a fucking fan, first and foremost. Either you're a fan of the product or you're not. And if you're not, then don't go online and bitching moan about it. Just walk away in the sunset and, and just don't be seen anymore. Because the rest of the wrestling society don't want to fucking hear it. They just don't <laughs> want to fucking hear your shit. Again, you're giving them a hard time about something that is completely out of their control. They cannot control the fact that their talent can't get visas. Yeah. It's not, it's not on them. So... uh. Here's you know, hats off to New Japan. They they had a great Fantastic Mania. I wish yes. would, I wish I would have put more on on the uh, on New Japan World, but overall it was still it was still great to see it. Uh, it was bittersweet because a lot of Kushida is gonna be, you know it was this last tour, uh, he's gone at the end of the month. He's got one more match against Hiroshi Tanahashi. I don't look forward to where he's gonna go because everything <laughs> point is it is it legit don't WWE or is it still rumor. No, it's still rumor. Okay, well, he just said overseas. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, everything everything points to WWE. I'm but... hoping he ends up in NXT. I really do. It, yeah, you know what? Well, here's the thing. He's he's older. Uh, I don't know how much traveling he wants to do. Yeah. So yeah, NXT would be would be a good fit because he's he you know let's face facts he probably doesn't have a whole lot of uh, of time left in this his wrestling career. I mean, but, but then again, who knows? Could be like Minoru Suzuki and wrestle forever and still be intimidating as shit. <laughs> but uh, that's wrestling in a nutshell. Everything that's going on. Uh, again, we hope that you enjoy the, uh, the the NXT and WWE shows uh, for Royal Rumble weekend. Uh, also, again, check out the Ring of Honor Road to, Road to G One Supercard. Those shows in Texas are, are great. There's there's uh, there's three shows to watch. Uh, tons of great stuff in Ring of Honor right now and the transition they're making. As always, I want to give shout out to other wrestling promotions. Always, as always, check out Defiant every Sunday on YouTube. Defiant, uh, based out of England. They're putting on some great shows right now. Um, again, every every Sunday afternoon, uh, 1 Central, 2 Eastern, for free on YouTube. Saturday, what are you doing Saturday? Saturday night, check out MLW Fusion. At 6.05 on YouTube. On YouTube. For free. Or you can check it out on BN Sports. Uh, also, if you have Access TV, not the old school Access TV, but the Mark Cuban Access TV, uh, check out uh, Women of Wrestling. That is actually really good. Oh, um, you've watched. Two, two episodes in. Oh, you got to watch. I'm, I'm definitely definitely liking it. Uh, it's not the old cliche Women of Wrestling of, of, of old. Okay. You know, essentially, you know the the newer version of Glow. Glow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, always check that out. Friday night, uh, you can, if you don't have New Japan Road, you can also check out New Japan Pro Wrestling on Access TV. If you don't have New Japan Pro Wrestling, as always, go to our website twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash njpw. Get all the information what you need to sign up to NJPW Road. I highly recommend it. Tons of great events. The the uh, New Beginning Tour is happening very, very soon. Yep. Actually, it might be. Ha- I think it's happening in the Royal Rumble weekend. So. Yes. You also have that to watch, too. 
As always, support Fight TV. They always got good stuff going on there. You can catch Ring of Honor for free every Monday. You can catch Reality of Wrestling, Booker T's promotion down in Houston, Texas. That's a really good promotion. They just actually had a pay-per-view last week. Um, Booker T actually wrestled that show. Uh, that's hap- that's every Sunday afternoon. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Championship Wrestling from Arizona. Tons of events happening for, for super cheap. Like The most you pay is like 15 bucks. That's pretty damn good for... Uh, for, for a wrestling pay-per-view. Um, always check them out. Fight TV. For all the information on Fight, go to our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight. That's F-I-T-E. If you sign up and become a new member through us, um, we give you credit. We give you credit. Uh, as always, you can catch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 20x20crew. That is our main Facebook page. Uh, come talk to us on Facebook in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash 20x20talk. We are on Twitter at 20x20crew. Uh, what is up to Mr. Gage? Thank you for following us. The the uh, <laughs> the king I, of the death match. I was grinning ear to ear when I find out found out that uh, Nick Gage was following us. So, uh Shouts out to him, man. <laughs> that is that is one intimidating dude, that's for sure. Um, we're also on Instagram, instagram.com slash 20x20crew. And uh, thank you guys for all the love and support. Um, Wrestling with Unicorns, love those guys. Always working working the, the video and the, and the photos at uh, most of the indie shows we attend. Um, love what you guys do. Thank you. Absolutely, thank you. Again, we are also on YouTube. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube where you will find the following contest which is exclusive YouTube content from yours truly. Uh, And then of course our home on the web is 20x20crew.com past episodes all kinds of merch you name it it's there and uh, I'm done man. Done. As always Supports professional wrestling. Yeah, support it. Continue to support the 20 by 20 crew. And thank you for all the support you give us. Uh, Until next week, uh, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. And we will see See you you in in the the ring. ring.